Welcome to Starkville's House of L. This is our episode for the Krypton episode, Mercy. I'm Derek. I'm Frank. And I just realized you're so good when you do the intro about calling this Starkville's House of L Krypton, and I just call it Starkville's House of L because I think after 12 years or 13 years, I'm just used to saying, hey, everybody, welcome to Starkville's House of L. <laughs> Let's get into it. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a catchphrase at this point. I mean, you if anyone has the right to call it whatever the hell you want, it's you. It's the Frank and Derek show. Actually, the, it is the, the Cameron and Sean and Cam and and, and Colin show. I mean, that, like, as, as I continue to watch from week to week what these actors, writers, directors, producers, everybody come together and pull off on this phenomenal series, I am in awe of what a good time it is to be... Uh, a Superman fan in terms terms of specifically this series. Somebody was asking me the other day, they were like, I heard that they didn't really watch the CW shows. And they said, I heard crisis on infinite earths is happening. You know, all the news out of comic con, Brandon Routh supposedly going to don the suit again, or some version of the suit doesn't sound like he's actually going to be playing the Superman returns version of Superman. Um, But you know, lots of things coming together for that and they're like are you excited i'm like yeah uh, you know I'm, I'm anxious to see what they're able to do and everything i said but few things have me excited as a superman fan right now as as krypton does and it does for me harken back to those days of smallville uh, <laughs> yeah it's a, it's transitional it's a jumping off point uh it, it harkens back to those days of don't do it again of, of Smallville, <laughs> and uh, you get one. Yeah, you get one. Everybody gets one uh, of, of Smallville, and and how uh, just feverishly we were kind of devouring those episodes and all the minutia, minutia about uh, that series and Superman, and they're going to pull from this this you know ideology and this history and this background and they're going to do their own version of these villains whether it's davis bloom playing doomsday or you know bloomsday or or anything like that and and then to see what what dc's doing week to week on sci-fi in season two and how they're bringing these characters some of which we've we're meeting for the first time but already have become iconic in the Superman legacy to me. I mean, now we know who, you know, Superman's grandmother is. Uh, That's right. Uh, with uh, with Wallace and, uh, you know, uh, with Nissa Vex and, and Wallace Day's portrayal. And I kind of, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. I kind of love that uh, Superman's grandmother has got a little Lois Lane in her. She does, Just doesn't she? Like, She's a fighter. Like, like there's, there's, there's a little bit of Lois Lane in in Nissa Vex, and you know, there's, there's some of that going on. So, all that to say, as we're facing down the barrel of the th- final three, and now uh, with Mercy having here the final two episodes of this season, uh, where is our season three renewal? I know, right? I want it. I, I don't understand. There's no better time to go ahead and roll that out than right now. Um, I was trying to think back to when the season two announcement happened. And I want to say, and I'm, I'm probably wrong because it's been so long ago, but I want to say the day the finale aired last year, we found out about the season two renewal. Am I hmm. wrong in thinking that? Uh, I don't think you are. I, for I some reason, wrong. I believe it. And it may be, I may be tapping into the fact that as soon as the finale ended, there was a trailer for season two. That's right. They, yeah, they that's showed right. the the you know the the glip the Superman shield crumbling and turning into the Zod uh, shield and you know the the symbol you know is gone and that whole thing which is just unreal to do at the end of a season. Go ahead and roll out a trailer for next season. It's very Back to the Future Part Two leading into Back to the Future Part Three Matrix Revolutions Revelations. Which one was rev- the two and which one was three? Anyway, I've already banned those from my memory but you know the end of two (laughs) with a trailer for three one one of those kind of uh things which i absolutely love even though there was no footage nothing new just the the animation that they used so we need a season three renewal and and more than ever we need a season three renewal because we got all our characters back this week (laughs) i know right they're finally all back in the same place so fantastic to know that lida uh is alive you ran a poll on our Twitter 
um, sure did following the death. And I don't remember the results, but I remember for a little while there, it was leading that everybody thought Lida was dead. Did that come out on top? Yeah, you know what? That's a good. Let me let me go ba- back and give you the exact percentages on that. I'll I'll pull that up while hate we're talking to, here. Hate to throw you off guard with that. I should have asked beforehand, but it j- just made me no, think. No, 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 it's good to know. Um, to know a that she's alive. You know, obviously, we know now that uh, she was cloned, and that clone was uh, reconditioned um, to follow Zod. And so, who we saw beheaded or not beheaded, really, but you know, her throat slit by Jack Sir. Uh, on Wegthor was the clone of 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 uh, Lyda, and that and it kind of ties into what we were saying before. We talked about, and I think Robin and I talked about, and you and I talked about, would that not just be a, a retread of if they did the whole thing with Nissa again? If we if we got Lyda back and she was just a clone, but it's it's kind of the the backward version of that, uh, the inverse. That you know, our our, our Lyda is still alive. And and we right. saw uh, we saw a, you know a, a dummy Lida basically uh, one that had, had her mind warped be uh, executed. So uh, and the fact that they also bring in a Black Mercy, something you know that g- deep ties into the not just the Superman mythos but the DC mythos uh, mm-hmm. also is, is utilized so well in the episode. And I don't feel like that's a throwaway thing at either, like. It was. I think it was a very calculated introduction of that creature uh, for this yeah. series as a whole. So I'm I'm curious to see uh, what the where Zod got that. You know what the ramifications of that are, and you know I, another look at just a how wonderful Colin is in this role of General Zod, but two just how ruthless this General Zod is to do that to his own mother. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, I know. I I love that the, that they brought in Black Mercy. I love the way they brought in the Black Mercy. Um, and just to close the loop on that that poll, we asked, "Is Lyda coming back?" on Twitter, and uh, at first it was looking like most people thought no, uh, and it was pretty close. But ultimately, it was fifty four percent yes and forty six percent no. So it was wow. pretty neck and neck there. It was within the margin of error, uh, you might say. So people were pretty split uh, on whether or not she was coming back. We. We always had a feeling she was coming back one way or another, right? No comic well, book death is ever really no, no one's ever really dead. And, and what an important character she is to uh, this series as a whole. It, it, it would be hard to lose her. A lot of people were pointing out, well, she's still in the credits every week. And yeah, of course, you could also argue, you know, well, contractually, some people have to be. I mean, John Schneider was in the entire season five run of Smallville. That's right. Uh, you know, things like that. But uh, it's good to know. That she's alive. I also love that her death, we had time to kind of, while it was quick, and it was kind of, I think I, I made the analogy to like uh, Derek Reese's death on Terminator the Seracana Chronicles. It was, you know, it was quick, but given the greater whole of what's going on, the war and the timeline of, of things speeding up for these characters, while the death was quick and we have to move on, from that and continue the battle, we still had a few episodes to mourn Lyda. That's right. And yeah, and and it didn't. the The payoff has come now. What two, three episodes later? Like that in a very soap opera fashion. We we had to wait around for to find out Lyda was okay, and not just next week be like, oh, it was you know, you know that was that was cheap. You know, she she she's dead and back a week later. But. Um, I think yeah. the, I think the reveal was fantastic. What about you? Outstanding. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I love that they gave us enough time to miss her before bringing her back. Right. Like we actually did get to mourn. We got to feel the void um, and the impact that losing someone as as pivotal as Lyda. Uh, we got to feel that void. Yeah. And 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 yeah, I agree. Would have cheapened it if they just brought her back next episode. So they they let us believe by having her be gone for like a third of the season basically. Um it starts to settle in. You're like, "Crap, she's maybe she's not coming back." It's weird to um, think in those terms when it's only 10 episodes that she was technically dead for a third of the season. Right? That's that's what we're dealing with. Uh but then the way they they bring her back, I think is super 
uh, consistent with everything we know about Druzad. Yeah. And um, totally plays into his motivations. And, and, and when you look back at what he's been doing the last couple of episodes, you know, sort of using her quote unquote death as the motivation for this is why we need to, you know, have our spacefaring ships ready. And this is why we need Doomsday. And this is why we need all this stuff to to take over. He was just going to let his mother be attached to the Black Mercy forever. <laughs> oh yeah, and you know, and and that was going to be the rest of her life was just going to be living in this in this fantasy world that um, that she thought she was going to get to have. Well, they, he was perfectly content to just do that and, and justify all his actions by, well, they killed my mom, so there you go. And when the episode starts, where we we kind of think we, I talked last week, I think when I said the episode's name was Mercy, and to me, when I think of Mercy, I think in terms of Krypton, that's. A, a, a quotable quotation for uh, uh, from from season one of how Zod's you know we don't ask for mercy, um, so that's yes. where my mind obviously went. Uh, obviously, Black Mercy is uh, far more relevant to this episode because uh, it is uh, infected Lyda. Uh, what what is that story for the man who has everything? Man who has everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that story. Yeah. I really like that story. Yeah, uh, it's great. And 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 also, I mean, it's been done on. It's been done Supergirl. Um, you know, there and it's been done in Superman the animated series. Um, so it's it's definitely got its. Uh, uh, or maybe that was an animated film. Maybe I'm getting confused. No, I, either there's, way, there's an animated uh, episode. There is right. Uh, okay. Uh, with it as well i feel like there's yeah. one where batman there's a justice league episode where batman is hooked to one as well yes yes you're absolutely right you're um, absolutely right yes so but we think we're in a flashback when the episode starts and then with with lida and sag and as as this as the reveal then comes that she's hooked to the black mercy we find out that uh this is obviously her her mind her dream sequence essentially where she and sag are in Kryptonopolis getting married. She's got the, uh, Seg has been ranked again, uh, with Al, you know, I feel like that is something we overlooked last week and I don't know how, because there were so many fantastic moments in last week's episode that I didn't. And I know going through the review, we spoke of it, but we just kind of breezed past it was the moment where Seg dons the shield again. Yes. Um, and how, Again, between the Williams theme and Jor-El and, and, and Doomsday, there was so much to talk about last week. But what a pivotal moment that was, not only for us as fans to see Seg getting to wear the glyph, but, you know, we know what a fan Cameron is of, of right. Superman. And for him to don that shield uh, in Big the deal. series is, is a huge deal. And I was thinking about that uh, when Lida gets pinned with the with the l glyph as well in her dream sequence yeah it's it's uh it's a it is it's a big deal you know within the the confines of the story but um, also just for us as as fans it's a pretty big deal to see that to see that play out and you're right we did we there was so much going on last week that it was as big a deal as it is it actually was sort of one of the smaller (laughs) things that happened in that scene but it's uh but it's huge it's huge and it's exciting and it's it's progress and it's moving towards uh this this world that we know we're we're going to eventually inevitably get to where you know Jor-El is uh is who we know him to become and and Kal-El is born so it's just another step in that direction hopefully if uh if the future turns out right we're not quite there yet not quite um with uh with Brainiac uh stealing Jor-El and 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 something else I want to talk about I watched the the feature at where they uh, we're talking about bringing Doomsday to life on the show. There, while there is obviously a CG Doomsday that is wreaking havoc, that is a full size puppet Doomsday hanging. Oh yeah, hanging in in chambers there that they're reconditioning. It is. It is. Cam- Cameron actually said as much uh, on. Uh, he was on one of Kevin Smith's podcasts. And uh, it's actually a pretty funny interview if anyone's interested because he he talks to Kevin and he's uh, Kevin has not watched the show, uh, but uh, they're chatting. And and as Cameron is sort of casually just revealing these things that we've all seen in the last season and change um, where he's talking. Oh, yeah. And we've got Zod and we've got Doomsday and we've got Adam Strange. And he's like at, at, at each with each blow. Kevin Smith is like, what? You got you got freaking doomsday and he's like oh yeah it's a puppet and like it's really legit it's like a you know practical effect what 
Like it's 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 amazing to to sort of watch him get like okay, well, damn, now I got to watch this show. Well, I, um, I know it, we give, I know we give, I, we, I know you give Batman versus Superman a, a hard time. Uh, no, I do too. But you know, when you think about that Doomsday, which I know that technically, if you believe like the Easter eggs from Man of Steel and and Dawn of Justice, that's not the real Doomsday, um, uh-huh. but it is a Doomsday. Yes, born from the blood of General Zod and and the Kryptonian scout ship. But when you see that, and then you think about what we had in Smallville season eight with that rubber bodysuit running around on the show, and then you you look at not only the digital version where that's like coming charging at Zod and crashing uh, ships and the Outlands and stuff like that, but then when you see that puppet breathing like like in in captivity uh held up being you know probing his mind and you see his chest moving it's kind of terrifying to know that that thing's real and a, a few of the writers took selfies with it and were posting them last during last week's episode uh after the reveal of him being captured and it's just amazing to see that thing in real life the detail that went into it a lot of detail, a lot of care and and thought, and as with most things on this show, right, they really, really do care about the way that the fans react to these things, and they really uh, they want to do right by us, which is just a great feeling. It's just a great a great feeling to you know to to know that they care that much about how we receive this stuff because they understand that they have. Um, you know, a, a pretty big responsibility in stewarding the, these properties and these characters. Yeah. So in the midst of, of Nyssa being under the, the control of the Black Mercy and her dream sequences, which, again, we were originally led to believe were flashbacks, um, set in the real world, <laughs> in the real can. Meanwhile, <laughs> at the Fortress of Solitude, <laughs> uh, Sag and, and Nyssa are dealing with the fallout of Brainiac capturing Jor-El and making off with him. While also, uh, Dev and uh, and Jaina have made their way to the Fortress of Solitude, and uh, are teaming up. And I love, and this was something you know we we had to wait for the payoff in season one as well, when all these characters finally start getting together, and mm-hmm. and, and 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 you know combating whatever the big bad of the season is as a team. You know they've been separated for so long, and I can't wait to see adam and 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 i'm really looking forward to you know the the kim and uh uh seg reunion as well and not only that yes. and, and seg and val i mean it's it's time for these characters to get together as well and there's only two episodes left so it's just it, there's so much hanging threads uh as we get into the season finale that it's just hard to believe that um what all has transpired this season and what is left to come, uh, clearly. Um, but one good reunion we did get by the end of it was, of course, Seg and Nyssa once they realize she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seg and Lyda. What did I say? Nyssa. Lyda. Yeah. If they, wrong, kill, if they kill Lyda and Nyssa in the same season, I'm revolting. Oh, my God, right? No, nah, you're not revolting. No more than usual. I am revolting, um, but I'm going to revolt while I'm at okay. it. Okay, got it, got it. Um, yeah, no, I agreed. Yeah, no, I can only, t- my heart can only take so much. My heart can only take so much. Um, God, yeah, don't go, oh, God forbid. Uh, Ralph forbid. I really don't, I, I, I'm very, very grateful we got to have the actual reunion, uh, between the two of them. Cause that, you know, that, that sort of teased the beginning, uh, of what looked like a flashback and ended up being the Black Mercy stuff got me, got me sort of missing their interaction. And yeah. I just was craving seeing them together again. I mean, I have been all season long, let's be honest. But right. Finally getting to see them together after everything that each of them has individually been through, uh, all, all low these eight episodes, um, I am very, very happy to see them together. And I love the way that they handled that reunion, too. Yes, absolutely. I also love within the dream sequence how um, – we talked about the characters being reunited and pretty much everybody's in that scene. You've got Kim, you've got uh, Nissa at the, at the marriage union. And also when they're seeing what their child is going to be, but you've got all Val and, 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 uh, and, and Nissa and Dev are look like they're together. 
in Lida's mind. I saw that. They're yeah, kind that's of a interesting, couple, huh? and obviously Jane is there. But when they do the blood union, you know, that to reveal their child and they start talking about Druzad, it's like he'll be a, a horrendous warrior and kill thousands and everybody's just smiling. They're like, oh, we're so proud of little Druzad. I, He's going right? to go so far. <laughs> he killed his whole preschool class, wiped them all out. He did. You know, it's just <laughs> it was kind of, you know, and obviously Lida is just like horrified listening to all this of what he's going to become. So her psyche's kind of breaking through. Uh, the Black Mercy. Uh, you know, she sees Dev uh, one-armed with, the, with you know, his burned off from last season uh, after being shot off and, the you know, the embers and, the, and being singed. And just as reality starts poking through, we, we realize light is still there and intact. And that's something we've been hoping for since we saw, you know, her throat gets slit open by Jack Sir. Yeah, it's um <clears throat> I've got so many things running through my head. I mean, I think about I think about just the the very thought of what she must be like the the visceral pain that she must be feeling and sort of knowing the truth now but not being able to escape you know, ha- having to muster up that much energy to escape the the hold that the Black Mercy has on her, um, as as that that you know that that reveal is is happening, and she's sort of realizing over and over again in sort of a dark Groundhog Day kind of uh, scenario, over and over again that her son is going to be, you know, a mass murderer, um, and, and how just how the fact that she was able to break free mm-hmm. at all. Uh, how many times have we seen that actually? How, we, we were just talking about how much the Black Mercy um, is is uh, really tied into DC lore and and has been a, a staple for thirty something years now. Yeah. Um. And and how often do you actually see somebody escape of their? I own was thinking the same thing. I power? think every, every time it always is by the hand of somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. stuff starts going wrong in the dreams, but I think it's also people interacting with the black mercy on the outside that's kind of altering those dreams a little bit where they're like something's not right here this isn't my life and you know what whether they're trying to peel it off of superman or whatever and obviously they are using uh elements from the black mercy uh on doomsday uh zod is to help control him but in the course of all this i mean lida wakes herself up I mean, she jerks that thing in a very whoa scene. She she rips that yeah. thing out of her nostrils and throat. And weak as she has been all these weeks, laid up doing it, still manages to take down the Sagittarii. I know, right? And and take him out. Uh, Don't mess with the Primus. Absolutely Do not. Mess not. With the Don't Primus. mess with the Zod. Unless you're with, yeah, unless exactly. you're going to overthrow a you know a evil dictator. That that's fine. Well, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- then you kind of have to. And Saganissa, obviously, after they raid, uh, getting back into Candor with Dev and Jaina, Seg, they realize they're pigeonholed. They're, they can't get out of the situation they're in. Seg, Seg gives himself up, and obviously Nissa does as well, to be by Seg's side as uh, to give a chance for uh, Jaina and Dev to escape and continue their work to try and infiltrate and, and bring down Zod uh, from within. A worthy goal, indeed. Absolutely, trying to try to bring it down, bring down the system from inside. And it's you know we keep getting back to these moments where you know we had that moment last week, the Back to the Future two moment last week where yes. Shana falls onto the onto the ship and Seg's there to catch her, and now we're back in the in the clinches of Zod yet again. But are are we, or was this all part of the plan? Like, mm, did, yeah, did they, did they need to be captured uh, or to to further get away or not but you know we also uh have these great moments between uh my my heart of hearts on this show which has become dev and jaina <laughs> that's um, right your favorite your favorite ship my favorite i will go down with this ship jeff um yeah jeff i'm i'm 100 percent jeff you know on, uh, the summer that titanic came out when, okay. when mystery I'm, I'm going a long way around here 
uh, when uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 was on Sci-Fi Channel. See, I tied it in. Um, hey, there we go. They um, they they would do these summer blockbuster reviews where they would they would mock the trailers for uh, big movies coming out, like The Fifth Element and stuff, and they did Titanic. And the hardest I ever laugh, and I say it with this ship right here, is there's the Titan is the scene where Titanic's launching and the captain is on the bow of the ship looking all proud and Crow T Robot goes, I'm gonna sink this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely going down with this ship. Uh even as they're being captured, they're still uh hand in hand one by one. Uh but obviously Lida saves the day, killing the Sagittari that uh have captured them and we get that that bond, that reveal of Jaina holding Lida, knowing that uh, she's alive. And, you know, we're still questioned, is this, you know, there's still this air in the air of, are you really Lida? Like, what, are you, tell us if you're not a clone? Like, what are you? Right. And, and if there was one clone, right. how do we know Why, you're not another How do we know clone? you're not another one? And as as Lida starts explaining the story and getting back into uh the flashbacks and realize or not flashbacks, but the dream sequences and realizing that they are indeed dream sequences and not uh her actual life, we then get this backstory of what ha- transpired in those 6 months between season 1 and 2. Also with the reveal that when Sag was in the Phantom Zone, and saw what he thought was the future. What we've been led to believe this whole time was the future of Zod trying to kill Lyda was actually happening in that moment. Zod over her, choking her on the ground. Uh, and Seg, you know, Zod even hears Seg's voice. Uh, That's it, right. In Kandor from the Phantom Zone. That's just how hard he's trying to pierce the veil to get through. Um. So it was really cool to find out that that was actually happening in real time and not a future situation. It's kind of a twist to see that he actually was choking her out uh, to win that beautifully choreographed battle, by the way, oh, between the I, two I of mean, them. I, I, the one of the things we probably we probably don't talk about enough um, with this show is the is like the fight choreography uh, and the way that those things are executed. Because th- that's not something that I I don't know about you. That's not something that I am uh, an expert on yeah. in any sense. So it's not something that I often comment on because I I, I I just not it's not an area of expertise for me. But I they do the 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 fight choreography just in general on, on this show. I mean, be it be it Lyda, be it Nissa, be it Jaina, be it any of them. Uh, is always top notch, and I feel like they are always able to um, communicate through movement just how much tension and how much angst or how much uh, just what, what the stakes are at every every turn, uh, and that's something that I, I yeah I, I, we don't we don't really make much much reference to that, but I think it's worth it's worth mentioning, and this is certainly. Uh, certainly a great example of that. Stage combat is often something that is taken for granted on screen, uh, well, mm. on stage and on screen. And, you know, it's one of the reasons there's been a big push in the Academy Awards for the recent years for the Academy to include stunt performers uh, and things of that nature in award mm-hmm. recognition. And it's it's something we take for granted when you see a fight scene like that, like you, you're led to believe, you know, between... The Foley artists making, you know, whether they're cracking celery or they're hitting a piece of meat uh, or or something over a microphone to making those sounds land exactly where they're supposed to or not. Um, A well choreographed combat scene makes or breaks an action sequence every time. Right. You know, if you if you had uh, let's I, I think of the hand to hand combat between Steve Rogers and Bucky and the Winter Soldier. Uh, and, and if if you know if you didn't have that uh, choreographed perfectly, and obviously it's done multiple times, it's shot from different angles, it's spliced together. Would you watch the actual behind the scene featurettes and footage? It it doesn't look near as intense. And when you add the music and everything to it, it it becomes so much you know elevated so much more. But honestly, on this show, I'm always amazed at one the number of actors that do their own stunts. And, and two, just how devoted they are to the craft 
of because there are so many fight sequences on the show. That constantly, constantly. I mean, they, they, how many, how many of Zod, how many necks is Zod broken this season alone? I know, right? Um, and, w- and without murder shorts, I might add. With no, well, we don't know what he, what's going on underneath there, but you know, uh, underneath. If that, Colin ever wants to come talk about it. We'd love to hear about his murder. Yeah, shorts absolutely. Strategy. We don't know what's going on under that cape. Uh, he's a dictator so evil. They they let him get away. With they let him work. You know this is uh, this is also an episode where we deviate from the Wegthor storyline a little bit, and we're yeah. far more devoted on what's going on with Zod and Kandor. Um, obviously, the the fight is still uh, he's still wanting to bring the fight to Wegthor, but with light with the reveal of Lyda being alive. Uh, and the the lead up to the reunion between she and Seg, uh, most of our time is devoted to that ground force of Jaina, Dev, uh, Nissa, and Seg, and and obviously Nissa and uh, Seg being captured uh, there in the barracks, being held with Dev uh, using his arm to save them, using his cybernetic arm to pierce the veil of the prison, if you will. And, and get them out. I knew uh, that thing would come in handy sooner or later. And and what I think is also pretty amazing, and it's going to be a big deal, is and you were talking about this earlier in today's episode, how much Zod has used the pedestal of his mother's death to uh, tarnish... Justify. Justify, yeah, but to, to tarnish the reputation of the, the rebels and... You know, this is why, you know, we're taking the fight against them that, that you know, obviously they have destroyed and um, my mother. I mean, they've they've they they're fighting against everything we have worked for the reveal of a very much alive Lida who tells her version of the story could turn the tide on that. For sure. I mean, the tide of public opinion and yeah, and, and then it also kind of. You know, I think about Jax, right? And so what she did was still, I mean, with the information she had, it was still the wrong thing to do, right? Like, she still performed a terrorist act. Right. Uh, uh, but she didn't actually She, she didn't know kill... that she was doing it, but she still thought that that was what was happening. She thought, right. So with, right, with, with all the information she had she and what she thought she was doing, it was still the wrong thing to do, but... Maybe we don't banish her. Maybe we unba- unbanish her. Un- I don't know. Debanish, de- unbanish. What's the correct terminology there? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. You're you're the writer. I don't know. Obviously, um, as important as Lida coming back, to being alive, not coming back to life. Well, in some terms, coming back to life in the in the terms of the viewership, uh, you know, being revived in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As as beautiful as that reunion scene between Sega is, it's also, and again, this show is all about relationships. Uh, this show is it's hard it's hard to watch Dev being very much in love with Lyda see her in the arms of Seg in that reunion Nissa who has I love Nissa but to see that reveal of of uh, Nissa having to watch Seg and and Lyda embrace is also difficult uh, oh, yes. for these characters and that's obviously what we're left on until Zod realizes that Lida is in fact gone and um he is not happy about that because again uh my thinking is that you know if Lida is able to get in front of a crowd uh get this guy in front of a crowd you know if uh, if Lida <laughs> is is able to to tell to reveal to the Kandorians hey my son sucks like there is no need for us to be uh, backing him up whatsoever. He is an a-hole of the highest degree. And, you know, the people at Wegthor are right. So it'll be interesting to see in these final two hours of the series what her uh, reunion with these characters will entail because obviously all, we only got that embrace between she and Sag in those final moments, final seconds, really, of the episode. And that's their first time this whole season because even though... Is it cheating that he had sex with the clone? We just won't mention that to Lida. Mm. How about that? We just won't mention that mm. to her. Mm. It doesn't count because he smelled bad anyway. It was like he was a he totally d- different person. Did. She was a clone. It was a whole thing. Well, here's the thing is that Nissa's also a clone and didn't know it for, for most of her life, right? Right. So... But, you Seg, know, it's but not Seg her... didn't sleep with Nissa. 
No, no, but what I'm saying is... <laughs> I know, I'm held up on the... <laughs> I'm held up on the cheating aspect. <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to... That's what I'm trying... If nobody knew... Yeah. Right? Again, it goes, it goes down to, like, he didn't know. He didn't know who he was... And then you're in you're you're in the territory of Chandler, Monica hooking up, and Joey being in the know, and Phoebe and uh, Rachel finding out. Yeah, they don't know that yeah. we know that they know that we know. Joey, you can't tell anybody, even if I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So that's where we're left. Obviously, that that was we we kind of took a almost a pause on the season while we're still dealing with the Doomsday and how to utilize him as a weapon for Zod. Uh, everything kind of had to stop for a minute yeah. to bring Lida back to life. Uh, not through a regeneration chamber, not through cloning, not through anything. She was there, but under the guise of the Black Mercy, which is kind of fantastic to me. Love that. Love that. Yeah, we, we had to had hit pause on how to, how to train your Doomsday. <laughs> I'm waiting for the moment when Doomsday kneels to Zod. If this is successful... If this you is think? if this is successful, the the very idea of of a eighty two foot, however tall that thing is, I mean, he looks gigantic. <laughs> sure, but just sure. this idea of that Zod, of that uh, Doomsday kneeling before our General Zod. Do you think he'll, he'd say it too? Do you think he'd say kneel before Zod to Doomsday? Kneel before Zod. Oh I mean, my if they're going to go that far, oh my! If they're going that far, right? If they were to do that. He has to. Has he only okay. ever said it once in all of the in eighteen episodes? Has he only ever said it once? Well, he wasn't in the first what three or four, but you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in this series, has he only said it in those final that that final line of season one? That was the cliffhanger, so. right? Isn't that what he said? They are very, one? they are very um, economical. Yeah, yeah. Right, they 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 deploy it. They deploy it only when it will have the most impact, use, the greatest impact. use sparingly. Uh, use sparingly. Yeah, that's right. Use that Williams theme sparingly. Use Neil before Zod sparingly. The fact that we've gotten the Williams theme more than once. The fact that that we've we got Neil before Zod in season one. You know, the fact that those things happened at all mm-hmm. is pretty remarkable, considering how long it, it, it's taken them to get up to up to speed on some of those things in other shows, uh, other DC shows. So, yeah, man. I mean, ugh, they, they they deploy it. They deploy it uh, strategically, but when they do, boy does it boy does it have a punch. I will I will revel in that moment. If 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 our if this doomsday, I'm going to call him our doomsday because I, I have adopted him as our own. And uh, in, in my mind now, there is he he and the comics doomsday are one and the same. And sure. at some point, this doomsday is going to have to go to Earth. Yeah, which is also amazing to me. I mean, th- th- this is you know Adam knows him. As the thing that kills Superman, uh, right? You know, we we got that reveal in season one. So at some time in this, whether it happens on screen or not, this Doomsday is what kills the Man of Steel. Right. Eventually. I mean, funeral for eventually, a friend. Is... Everything. So 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 that's got to make you you know knowing that uh, well if if Zod does if Zod does eventually succeed in what he's doing you know is he to blame? Oh, retroactively, Does, he he creates the thing that kills Superman in a sense, right? If, if that's what, yeah, if that's what happens. Yeah, I don't know if could it, you make the argument. Yeah, I don't know what the even though it's two hundred years from now, right? I don't know what the reconditioning kind of aspect holds. I guess permanently. Does it wear off? Yeah, permanence. <laughs> and, and now with the the effects of the Black Mercy, he was already a ruthless killing machine. Now, sure, he is. Now he will probably if if everything goes right with what his scientists are working on he will probably be a designated killing machine instead of just this apex predator that that kills mercilessly um do you think zod gets like to wear like an ar headset and like control doomsday you oh know, he's i, just I sort hope of, not he's standing in like the dreamatorium from community i and hope he's... not i i would i don't know that i would like that <laughs> i like more of i like the idea more that he that he is uh transformed as a pet than yes. I than I do a uh uh I guess a well I guess puppet would be video the, game yeah yeah uh a uh, 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 vessel vessel yeah. yeah yeah no I like no I totally I'm I can't oh, but I, know, I, I, I totally I I I I like the idea of him being like a a loyal servant 
uh, of Zod's because of the reconditioning, just like Lyda, uh, just like clone Lyda was, right? right? She was reconditioned, and she bought into his whole worldview, his whole plan, uh, and thought he was the greatest thing, and uh, had her own reasons for ends justifying the means and all that kind of stuff. I could see a doomsday sort of being like, ah, master, yes, I will do your bidding. We have two episodes left, which is... Two hours. Two hours. This really, you know, they talked about going into season two. I remember interviews and, and, and specifically, I think Cam Welsh even said on our on our podcast at the end of last season, you remember we had Cam on... I know you remember. I'm oh, talking, did we? I'm, yeah, I, remember, oh. I know you remember. I'm talking to the listeners right oh, was now. Was the showrunner of this show on our podcast? I That's believe nuts. he was, Frank. Uh, no, <laughs> if you, but that was, again, an, a wonderful interview, and we appreciate him coming on and talking by. But I think, you know, we talked about wanting to see other worlds and if that would happen, and that it took eight episodes to pay off, but now we've seen Kryptonopolis. Uh, that was one thing we discussed with him. But I That's believe right. the term cinematic was used maybe publicly for the first time on our show where Cam talked about how the scope was cinematic of season two. And then a lot more of that buzzword came rolling out as we, as we actually got to season two and started seeing trailers and started seeing stuff like that. So I, I, I'm amazed again at what they've been able to pull off, but it really is. It's, it's like watching a 10 hour movie almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, you know, or not quite 10 hours when, commercials and all but you know it's just it's amazing to me how especially these last everything since the end of episode five when Lida was killed you know we have to get through six and seven now now eight to realize that she is actually alive but the back half of this season I could binge in one sitting like it does no have that, that compelling that compelling quality to it, and it does. Ha- the story does flow very nicely from one. Like you could, you could cut these episodes together, and it would flow like a movie, yeah. right? Like th- that. That would that would work. And I now that I'm I've said it out loud, I'm kind of like, can someone please do that? Yeah, because uh, I would absolutely love to watch like the back half of this season, uh, just flowing seamlessly as one fluid well, uh, piece of that, work. Yeah, that's what people talk about with these these CW crossovers. They're like, well, it's a five hour you know, movie or a four hour sure. movie when you, you go for commercials with, you know, with all these crossovers. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an event. Uh, you know, you could call it like a mini series or something like that or a limited series engagement, but you know, with like crisis on infinite earths with it being five shows crossed over tying one and seamlessly flowing into the next, it's, it's an event. And that really, while the first half of the season was phenomenal, this second half as the stakes have been raised, has really amped up the ante and and become that that seamless one moment flowing into the next. I mean, we see we literally see the fallout from Brainiac stealing Jor-El in these opening moments of 208 uh, after 207 of him stealing him in 207 because Sag and Nissa are still on the floor grieving uh, of right. the fortress moments right. after uh after the abduction. Well, you know what? You, you you called it an event, and you're absolutely... That's actually probably the best way. It's it's more like an event comic, right? In the sense that if you watched it all together, it, it, the same way you'd read every issue of a, of a certain run of a comic or of an event book, um, you know, a crossover, uh, it absolutely works. It actually sort of demands to be uh, consumed that way. Where you get the sure you can watch it issue by read it issue by issue as the as they are published, or you can buy the trade paperback and 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 read it all as as one story and probably glean more from from the story that way. That's kind of how this show is structured, and and to your point, so so are some of the CW crossovers. But that's how the show is structured. It is it is really uh, very very uh, impactful and very very thought provoking when you watch each individual episode but if you go back and and watch it as a whole and binge it uh all at once you you start to see notice things crossing over from ep- episode to episode and um you you get more out of it by by watching it that way um because all the all the pieces sort of work together uh and and raise each other up well and to that point have we ever had a serialized Superman show before? I mean, I know you could argue elements of Smallville or Supergirl, and even Lois and Clark maybe had overarching 
you know, arcs throughout their season where they would touch on, you know, season five had Brainiac and season six of Smallville, you know, had, yeah. had, but from episode to episode, you know, we would take breaks. There would be these freaks of the weeks or, you know, whatever from, from episode to episode that were not, sure. uh, centralized to a point. Whereas this show very much like say a stranger things or, you know, something that, that is, uh, bingeable on Netflix or Hulu uh, is far more dedicated to a centralized storyline that unfolds uh, week to week. And we, you know, it's not, you know, like on Smallville, when an episode end, the next episode will often be a week later. Like, right. That was last week, you know, and these are in those seconds where we're going right. We're rolling right into the next thing. Um, so it, it does kind of have that binge worthy quality of say a stranger things or, uh, some other shows that are now escaping yeah. my memory. I, I can't think of anything, but you know what I'm talking about. They, they, I do know what you're talking there about. There are multiple yeah. that exist right now. This is the golden age of television, as they say. That's right. Yeah, no, but it is, it is like one story told week by week. Right. Um, rather than a collection of stories from the adventures of these characters, right? right? It is, it is each season is one adventure that's being told protracted over 10 seasons, over 10 episodes. Um, And yeah, you're right. You know, Smallville kind of started doing that more in the, certainly in the second half of the series, but still took breaks to do, to do uh, freaks of the week and did uh, plenty of, of breaks in between episodes. You're right. It was usually week off in between Supergirl has become a little more serialized though. Still, does have some gaps in between the episodes, so it's not really quite the same uh, as what you're talking about. It's, this is the closest I think we've ever had to a, a truly serialized Superman show. And uh, dear Rao uh, in the heavens, in the 28 known galaxies, if you're listening, please give us an actual, uh, you know, Clark Kent Superman show one of these days yeah. that, that is in the same format I, because I would eat that up. Yeah, and I think that was, you know, when they were talking about Metropolis being on uh, the DC Universe, that was something that they were looking at doing with the Lois Lane uh, Lex Luthor yep. series was it was going to be, you know, Metropolis before Clark Kent shows up, it was going to be a little bit more uh, serialized. It's hard to do that with a 22-episode, 23-episode series, a season. Um, to to tell a story like that, that's why shows like HBO uh, with shorter seasons or series that all drop at once on Netflix are shorter shows that are able to uh, have that kind of first, second, third act of episodes, batches of episodes that that lend itself to a more serialized storytelling yeah. device. Obviously, with Krypton only having ten episodes a season that is able to pull that off when you have something like a small villa or supergirl that goes for 20 plus episodes you've you kind of have to break up the monotony with those one-offs you have to you, you you can't go you go much beyond 12 and you can't really be telling one story anymore you have to break it up uh, it just gets too hard to to do that effectively absolutely so yeah. uh two episodes left uh, we've got all our rebels still on weg thor We've got Doomsday being utilized as a weapon. Uh, we've got essentially what will probably have to be the overthrow of Zod uh, coming down the pipeline. I mean, that's what we've been leading up to, a, a final confrontation with General Zod. So can I ask you then, do you, do you think we will end We will end the season? I mean, there, there's got to be some kind of a cliffhanger, right? I think we'll agree on that. Do you think that we will end with Zod sort of being put in a corner and he's retreating and 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 that's where our cliffhanger is 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 uh you know did they really defeat him or not Zod, Do you think it's gonna be something along those lines zod on the run i don't know uh band on the run zod on the run thank you zod on the run uh that's all you're gonna get out of me okay you got that too um <laughs> i don't i here's the thing colin has become such an integral part of this show that i don't want them to overthrow Zod? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, In a sense, yeah. I, I, that. I, I We can't lose Zod. We can't lose Colin. But the show can't keep going back to this well either. And now, after he showed up, you know, the first half of season one was, was Adam coming to Krypton, 
hey, something's coming to, to destroy Krypton early. We can't let that happen. It's it's too soon. Obviously, we find out Krypton is supposed to be destroyed. It's too soon. We've got to preserve your lineage so the greatest hero Earth has ever known can survive. And then by the time episode 105 rolled around, we got the reveal that General Zod has somehow traveled through time too, which we still have not really gotten any answers on. That's right. Uh, and how you know he came back to defeat Brainiac as well because he got tipped off that Brainiac was coming. This General Zod has obviously been in the Phantom Zone. Um, we're led to believe that some of the elements of what we know of Superman's history have played out. Obviously, General Zod has been to Earth um, in in the prior timeline to the pilot of Krypton because Adam knows who he is. Right. Um, does that mean that Superman 2 played out on Earth? We don't know, but we do know that the death of Superman has played out on um, Earth because Doomsday killed Superman per Adam. So mm-hmm. we ca- I don't feel like this the show is going to suffer if it's still uh them versus Zod over and over and over again but i hope he still has a way to be utilized moving yeah. forward but i feel i feel like to answer your that's the longest way possible to answer your question i feel like we are coming to a head with the zod storyline that began in 10 began before 105 but came to fruition with 105 uh, with the reveal of who he was, that he was, uh, you know, we we thought all along he was the leader of the terrorist organization, and obviously, no, he was, we get that reveal of I'm your son when he's doing battle with Lyda. So it's been a season and a half now, um, and I feel like they're going to have to expand the universe a little bit more uh, going into a season three, should we get that renewal? I'm not even gonna say should win, because let's be honest, sci-fi. This is the best thing you're showing right now. Um, they're they're already planning a spinoff, right? So how can there not that's be a third my season argument. when there's a If spin-off. you're doing a Lobo spinoff, how can you not be already anticipating there w- there a third be. season? There will be, and TCA is happening right now, right? Or just happened? Yeah, yeah, going on. So, so and, it would and, it would be the right time to make an announcement like that. It would seem to me. We're we're two weeks out, and I'm hoping with that uh, two weeks from today. With that finale, we'll get that reveal of season three because um, obviously they did some cool things with the season one cliffhanger setting up with Seg being in the bottle city of Detroit with the Zod statue. Now we know that Brainiac has Jor-El. Um, we know that Nyssa is not going to give up that fight, that she is going to go after him. Um, and so we've got to, we've got uh, an ever expanding universe, and there's so much mythology that they, I mean, when I think of like Green Lanterns, and just the the cosmic reality of what exists within the DC library that they can access and pivot toward their version in this universe, uh, the possibilities are limitless. So while I while I love Colin and I hope Zod is still utilized in, let's say I hope Colin is still utilized in some way, I feel like we have got to be coming to some kind of a head with the general Zod storyline. Yeah, from from a from a purely storytelling narrative perspective, there are only so many places that story can go, yeah. right? Um, so I, as much as I yeah, I want Colin to stick around. I I, I acknowledge that too. I see that too. Um, hey, uh, tangent. You mentioned you mentioned Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. This episode started with Seg and Lyta still in the fortress. Look, look. Sorry, Seg and Nissa still in the fortress looking for Jor-El, right? Looking right. for Brainiac. Um, and they are Seg is having the fortress scan all the different sectors, right? Right. Tracking with me, right? S- scan all the different sectors. Uh, space sectors. Yeah, yeah. And I loved that. Uh, this is a total Easter egg, total nerd thing, but that's why I'm here. Um, that uh, he mentioned that Krypton is in sector two eight one three. Uh huh. Uh. Which Green Lantern fans will know that Earth is in sector two eight one four. So we are we are one sector over, uh, one sector over from them. And there's what, there's like thirty five hundred sectors throughout. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many there are. Honestly, I'm, I'm not sure what the total number is. It's something. Uh, like I do that. know that there are supposed to be twenty eight known galaxies. Right. And I, I it, it occurred to me that if we are in like twenty you know twenty eight fourteen and they're in twenty eight thirteen, is it like 
Galaxy 28, Sector 13 and 14. I don't know. Yeah. It's a small thing. That and and I, but anyway, I thought that was a cool little shout-out for people who actually I, know I the mythology. I breezed right past that like, like I breezed past the Superman glyph last week. And, and that's that. this show sure. is always chock full of Easter eggs. These guys do their research uh, week to week. They, they know what they're doing. And I have never walked away from one of these episodes being disappointed. Uh, yeah, by no. by storytelling, by Easter eggs, by uh, characterization, uh, portrayals, and acting—it just—it's always phenomenal. And I and I, another thing I think we take for granted—we were talking about stage combat—but another thing I take for granted week to week is the fact where they filmed this show and these ginormous sets and how much—and that was kind of what I was going back to earlier with the Doomsday Practical—the L statues in the fortress are practical. Are those actually practical? They're real. That's oh, not that's CG. Fantastic. Like, it is amazing how much they're able to utilize in this series. And that's one thing I think that may may negatively affect it is surely the cost. I don't know if they get a tax credit filming overseas or not, but it's, it's definitely uh, uh, the product of the work and the quality shows and what they've put into it, uh, filming it over there. Well, I hope that they feel like that they're getting you know they're they're getting a return on their investment because it is, it is a sizable investment that they're making in the show it is a a fairly high budget show as as, as certainly for sci-fi um and so i hope that they feel like they're getting that return again they're they're doing a spin-off right so that that shows a, a vote of confidence that's that's that makes me i didn't even think about that till you said it but that makes me feel hopeful and in saying that we i feel like we we we've got two episodes left we surely have not seen the last of lobo either if you are setting, right. if you that's are right. setting him up for a spinoff uh, I feel like that has got to be coming down the pipeline as well. So yeah, you know, he's, he's got to make a return. I mentioned there was a there was a TV spot that showed him uh, in the Outlands uh, a few weeks ago. So that might maybe that's a episode ten final moments kind of thing or not. But I feel like he's he's got to be back uh, before we say goodbye to this season. Let me have it. Let so, me see it. I want it. Two episodes left. Two oh nine. Blood Moon. Two ten. The Alpha and the Omega. It's going to be exciting two weeks to be a Superman fan, to be a Krypton fan. We are going to be with you, of course, through the end of it with Startville's House of El Krypton. We hope you will go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and, of course, subscribe. We'd love hearing from you guys. We um, haven't honestly gotten a lot of emails. We know you guys are listening. You're tweeting with us. You're interacting with us as Frank live tweets during the shows. Um, but we haven't gotten a lot of emails this week. We'd love to hear from you, of course. Uh, so feel free to email us and tweet us uh, at Shoe Krypton. We're also on Facebook, Starkville's House of L. But of course, uh, one of the best ways you can support us is heading to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. And we are online, of course, KryptonPodcast.net, where you can stream us. Anytime. Franklin. You can stream us anytime. So uh, what am I forgetting? What have I? I've talked. I've talked a lot, and I didn't mean to. Did I overrun you completely? You absolutely did not, sir. I feel like I did. I would, I would, I can, I can fight back. I, I can talk with the best of them. I feel like I Robin Burged you a little. Oh, please. I'm just please. kidding. Sorry, Robin. I, I don't, I Robin, don't. Robin, Robin. No, but it's true. Robin, I, Robin, talk, I, Robin, listen, Robin. I Robin Burged you. No, no, Robin does not do that. Robin is a very gracious co host always. So. He's, a, he's a drive by co host. He you know, yeah. just gets in the van and. Yeah. Well, he goes. he's drive through. Maybe not drive by. He's a drive through co host. Do you want fries with that podcast? Well, I, you know, I, I feel like drive by has a negative connotation. So let's, let's, let's go drive Drive by night? Yeah. Because you're at the speaker, you're ordering, you're talking back and sure. forth. There's. I'm not a funny man, Frank. I don't. Uh, <laughs> Twelve years of podcasting says otherwise. I don't. I don't know. So, uh, honest and honestly, if you are a Superman fan, you also need to be listening to Supergirl TV Talk, where Frank and Tim dive in weekly to the Supergirl series, uh, which is going to be starting up season five in just weeks away. Soon, uh, very very soon. With We're a new excited for that. With a new super suit. Where is my super suit? <laughs> and. Um, and bangs. Now with pants. Yeah, now with pants and boots and still has those chafing uh, handcuffs around the thumb and index finger, which honestly, every time I see her in those, I feel uncomfortable for Melissa. Tim calls uh, them her thumb thongs. Thumb thongs, yeah. Exactly. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I think Tim just makes you uncomfortable in general. So well. uh, Supergirl TV Talk, definitely uh, need to subscribe, rate, and review 
listen to them as well. They do a fantastic job covering Superman. Between the two Superman series that are on the air right now, we have got you covered. Gotcha uh, covered. And hey, if you're a fan of uh, Beverly Hills 90210, uh, don't forget with Brian Austin Green live in Los Angeles. Um, uh, uh, August 31st. A month from today, obviously. honestly. And, uh, <clears throat> also competing now on Wednesday nights will be BH90210 for these next two weeks, which uh, will air Wednesdays on Fox when it premieres on August 7th. We are leading, obviously, up to the live podcast at Torrance High School in Los Angeles, where they actually filmed West Beverly uh, High for the series. We're, we're going back there with the cast. Frank and I will be there. Uh, we hope to see you. You can get tickets to that. Hang out with us with bagpod.com slash live. So we would love to see you. Uh, and But more importantly, we would love to continue talking about Krypton. Get us that season three renewal, sci-fi, WB, DC, all uh, the powers that be. And we'll be back with you the next two weeks to discuss the final two episodes of the season. I am Derek. I am Franklin. And we will see you guys next time on Star Plus House of L. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.